Everyone's talking about it, whether it's Los Angeles or Cleveland or even Lawrence, Kansas. And to join us now and talk about that and other things NBA on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline is Eldridge Rickasner, former Washington Huskies guard, former NBA player, and now Pac-12 Network analyst. Eldridge, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. Well, what do you think of all this? I mean, wow, LeBron James is now a Laker. I guess that's not a huge surprise. And now we've had, you know, kind of try to one-up each other. Golden State signs DeMarcus Cousins to bring him in and, and get on the boards for them next year a little bit. Uh, wow, it, it seems like uh, is the NBA still a situation, Eldridge, where the rich get richer and we just can't seem to, to help the little guy too much in this league? Yeah, you know, I think the whole free agency thing is is really gotten out of hand. As a basketball fan, you like you like to see some type of balance, but the NBA, Golden State Warriors, and turned into a monopoly, man. I've I've never heard of five All Stars being on one team. I heard the Celtics had it back in seventy five, seventy six, but it's just unheard of. Uh, you know, in, in my era when I played, and you know, I I just don't like the fact that all the guys are loading up, getting on one team, but. You know, that there's a saying, the only thing that's constant is change. And, and now the change seems to be these super teams, and everybody wants one, and nobody seems to be better at it than the Golden State Warriors. It's amazing what they've done. I guess I guess at least we can say we won't have another Cleveland-Golden State final next year, more than likely. <laughs> at least maybe the Philly and Boston like are happy. My left foot. I wouldn't have bet my life on that one, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw today in USA Today the odds of Cleveland winning next year were 500 to 1. So, uh, yeah, I think they're done. But, you know, what about that? I mean, there's some people who say, look, it's great to have these incredible teams with these great players uh, that just, you know, the Golden State Warriors are the, maybe the greatest team of all time. And now the Lakers are going to be showtime again with LeBron and, and that kind of thing. And there's others that say, yeah, but what about us in Milwaukee? You know, what about Sacramento? What about, you know, all that kind of stuff. So can the league get to a point down the road where there's a little more chance for more teams? Because it seems like now it's kind of marginalized the regular season and where it's it's all about the playoffs and the regular season doesn't seem to have as much meaning. Is that the way it's going to be for a while, you think? You know, I don't think there's much the league can do about it. You know, uh, with free agency and the way guys can communicate with each other, guys are playing on the all-star team together, guys are playing on USA basketball together, and they're getting together saying, hey, down the line, I would like to play with you. I mean, that's what LeBron did with, with uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh when he went to Miami. And now you see what's going on with Golden State. You know, they, they were already loaded. They go out and get KD. You, you think, well, they don't need anything else. They didn't really need KD. And now they get DeMarcus Cousins, man. I just I just don't see how the league is going to prevent this from happening in the future. And guys are willing to take – I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, a max player, if he's healthy, took $5 million. So Incredible. guys are willing to gamble on themselves, take less money, you know, and, and, and then get paid down the line. You know, LeBron, I was really hoping LeBron would stay in Cleveland, man. I was hoping somebody like a DeMarcus Cousins or Dwight Howard or some other superstar would go play with him because I think he deserves that, but – I just think he got tired of carrying the load. He got tired of that burden, you know, because them making it to the finals this year, man, just blew my mind. I don't, I don't see how he couldn't be MVP of the league because nobody else could have did that with that Cleveland Cavaliers team that he had. I'm with you on that. He was absolutely amazing. Uh, the regular season two, and then what he did in the playoffs was phenomenal. So where, where is this go now for the Lake? Where does this go now for the Lakers? I mean, obviously now you've got your superstar, but. Do they need to bring in a Kawhi Leonard or you know somebody like that for them to have a legit any realistic chance 
of getting to the Warriors next season. Yeah, I don't think you know. I don't think they have enough. You know, obviously they'll make the playoffs because LeBron led Cleveland to the finals, so he'll he'll make the playoffs in the West. But Lance Stevens, I don't know if. Kevin Durant is going to go for Lance Stevens blowing in his ear or Draymond Green. I don't think that's going to work with them. So I think they need one more guy. And, I, you know, and, 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 and I'm assuming that they're – I don't know what their money situation is now. You know, they signed Lance Stevens and they signed JaVale McGee. But then they signed Rajon Rondo, which I, I really don't get because now you've got Rondo, you've got Alonzo Ball, and you have Isaiah Thomas, which means Isaiah Thomas, Alonzo Ball, one of those guys got to be out of the picture. I just yeah. don't understand that the, the Rondo moves. But I would still think they're trying to make a pitch for Kawhi Leonard. And if they get Kawhi Leonard, you know, then it's then it's a conversation. You know, they could definitely compete with the Houston Rockets. Whether or not they can beat the Golden State Warriors with with, with, with Boogie Cousins if he's healthy is another question. But uh, you know, I think LeBron was looking beyond basketball. I think he was looking at his years after he retired and trying to set himself up in L.A. And I think that's a good move for him. But I really wanted to see him stay in Cleveland and have somebody join him there but uh like i said i think he just got tired of carrying that burden i think you're right and i think this time it wasn't just about uh money or even just about winning for him i think it's you know a lot about his family his son's out there yeah. playing he's got a home now in brentwood and i think he feels like you know he's so uh socially conscious and does so many things outside of basketball i i, I think he felt like that la was a place where he could do more of that than he can in cleveland so well you you know uh Terry Irvin just made a movie. Uncle Drew, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. You know, LeBron used to have his commercials, so, you know, who knows what the limit is now for LeBron being in L.A. He's right in the backyard of Hollywood. We can go into movies like Tyree did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the sky's the limit for LeBron, man. He, he's such a talented guy. You know, and like I said, I just I just hate to see him, you know, leave Cleveland again because, you know, hell, what's going to happen to the Cleveland Cavaliers, man? I mean, downtown's going to be a ghost town now. You know, <laughs> I don't – 500 to 1, I think that's being nice. I think it's way worse than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other odds on that were uh, so the Lakers have gone all the way up to 7 to 2, but the Warriors and I think this came out actually before they knew that they had got Cousins were 10 to 11. <laughs> so you had to bet 11 to win 10 on the on the Warriors. So yeah, it's maybe 10 to 20 at this point, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's incredible. So the the Rondo thing is is curious to me because you got a veteran player. You came in. I mean, is he just coming in because they think he can help make ball better? Is he insurance for them in case the whole ball family situation goes crazy and LeBron can't stand it? I mean, where do you see that going for them? You know, I have no idea, man, because he played so great for, for, for New Orleans this year. I actually went down when the Pelicans played the Blazers in game one. I mean, he was phenomenal defensively on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. You know, and he seemed to play so well with, with – uh, you know, with Anthony Davis, I just, I just don't get it, man. The, the, the thing that bothered me when, when, when Kyrie and LeBron were playing together, they both needed the ball in their hands. And, and I'll sidetrack for a second and say I didn't think that the Chris Paul James Harden deal was going to work because both of those guys needed the ball all the time. But somehow they seemed to put it off because those two guys shot the ball almost every time. I mean, it was ridiculous. I've never seen an NBA game ran like an AAU team, but that's the Houston Rockets. It's like the the professional AAU team. <laughs> yeah. so I thought that was a problem for Kyrie and and, uh, and LeBron, and I, and I know when Isaiah got there, it probably was a problem for him. So when you add Rondo and Ball, who both need the ball in their hand, Rondo can't shoot. It's no yeah. knock on this game, but he's not a shooter. He's a facilitator. And they, they list LeBron as small forward, but LeBron James is the point guard. I've never seen him not bring the ball up the court. He brings the ball up the court every single time. So, Rondo can't. He, he's not a spot up shooter. Not guy. a two guard. I, yeah, I just don't get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get that move at all. I don't know. And I don't know if they're acquiring more assets to trade somebody to make room for Kawhi. 
But there has to be another play left. There has to be another move left because the Lakers, as they sit right now, with Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Lonzo Ball, Isaiah Thomas, is not going to work. Yeah. You know, I, I'm no I'm no NBA GM, but I've been around basketball long enough to know that that's not going to work. So it wouldn't surprise me that if they had one more big move planned. You would think something else has got to go down there. So let me it's ask you be, now in the now in the be. East, you know, between Philadelphia and Boston, who do you see the team that will take charge now in the East? Those are two really talented young teams with a lot of up and coming stars. Uh, which of those teams do you see taking charge now? You know, I like Philadelphia a lot. Like everybody else, I like Joel Embiid. Uh, I remember going down to LSU watching Ben Simmons play. I think he's phenomenal. I like their young team. And I think that the, the, the missing link for them is Markel Folks. If Markel Folks can mm-hmm. regain his confidence and get his shot back, I think they might be able to hang with the Boston Celtics. But if he can't, I don't. I just don't see anybody in the East beating the Boston. The Boston Celtics damn near made the, the NBA Finals without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Think about that for a Yeah, yeah. I mean, they damn near made the Finals without those two guys. So you talk about those two guys coming back, Brown having another year under his belt, Tatum having another year under his belt. Man, the sky's the limit for the Boston Celtics. It's going to be like the glory days all over again. They'll, they'll be a feature, I think, in Eastern Conference for the next five years. Um, if Markel Foles can, can get his swag back, you know, I, I, I Philadelphia, but without him, I just don't. I just don't think they beat they beat Boston. Have you ever seen a situation, Eldridge, like what happened with Markel Fultz? I mean, it's the weirdest thing for a guy to just never, completely lose his shot like that. Never in my life have I seen anything like that. Never in my life have have have, have as the public received such little information. I called Markel Fultz's games, and the first game I called, he had thirty two, and I don't even think he shot up a bunch of balls. I don't remember what his stats were shooting-wise, but I just thought the kid was phenomenal. He had an awesome pull-up jump shot. He could shoot the three. His free throw was great. You know, when I saw the way he was shooting, I thought, well, he's injured. You know, and now they're saying he, he had the yip. So, man, I don't – I've never seen anything like it. I know it has to be a lot of pressure when you're drafted number one overall. I have a couple friends that were drafted number one, and they were telling me about the pressure. But I've never seen anybody go through what he went through. And he's such a nice young man. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I really like Markel, folks. I, I really hope he can get his confidence back. And get his shot back because, uh, like I said, when you're when you're drafted number one overall, you know there's a lot of expectations, man. I don't know if it was just pressure that got to him or if his shoulder was really injured. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers hadn't said anything. He hasn't said anything. But you look at his shot and you you know you just go, wow, man, it's, it's just unreal. And he was so talented his freshman year. You dub the numbers that guy put up as a true freshman were phenomenal. Well, before I let you go, let me ask you a little bit about the Huskies. Obviously, Coach Hopkins did a phenomenal job last year turning that program around. They really seem to be on the right track. I just went to, I covered quite a few of their games last year, and it was it was just electric in there again. People were having fun. They were having big crowds, big student turnouts again. Uh, do you see that team continuing to progress under Coach Hopkins going forward? Oh yeah, I, I, I definitely do. They got everybody back. You know, he, he, he has another year under his belt to tweak that to tweak that zone a little bit more. People just couldn't figure it out. But man, I, I just I can't say enough about what Coach Hopkins did. If you'd have told me they was gonna win twenty one games, I'd have bet every damn thing I got. I don't know. <laughs> we all would it all. You must be the lost your damn mind. Ain't no way they're winning twenty one games. So what he did was just was just amazing. I mean, not only was it the best story in the Pac twelve, I think it was one of the best stories in all of college basketball. You know, Matisse Thibault's back, Nora Dickerson is back. They need to get some more consistent point guard play. I'm not sure what they're going to do with David Chris. If they're going to leave him at the one and slide him slide him over to the two or bring him off the bench, I'm not sure. You know, Jalen Noel, the kid that probably could have tested the waters this year, he's coming back for his sophomore season. 
I think the I think the Huskies. Uh, the one thing I know is they people weren't ready for them last year. This year, folks are going to be ready for right. them. So going out of the gate, it's going to be more challenging. But I but I agree with you, Terry. I was at that Arizona game, man. When they well, that was fun. Man. It doesn't get any better than that. That was the most electric that college basketball anywhere in the country can be. So it was just a it was just a really good feeling to see the Huskies playing some good competitive basketball again. It was. It was great to see them win again, and I think only big things are ahead for them. So, Eldridge, thanks so much. It's been fantastic, your insights and everything you know about the NBA and about basketball in general. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Great stuff, and and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me, and hopefully, man, we'll get the Sonics back. I know that probably ain't what everybody want to hear right now, but I, I really miss the Sonics, man. And uh, we all do. You know, ten, yesterday was the ten years since they've been since they announced they were leaving. So wow. Yeah, just you know, when you think we could have had Westbrook, Harden, and and, and KD all oh. on the same team right here in the home. You're killing me. You want to puke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks so yeah. much. That's Eldrick Rikasner. You can hear him on Fox, on Park 12 Network, and he's also the former Husky guard, former NBA player, 